Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Now here's your host, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Karina Rachel. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and I'm joined today by Sarah Gustafson of Primal Fusion Health. She's a Czech practitioner, Holistic Lifestyle Level 3. She's also a Holistic Nutritionist and a Corrective Exercise Coach. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we were speaking before the podcast about how people can unlock their true potential, whether Mm -hmm. that's reaching certain fitness goals, weight loss goals, or really any goals that they might have. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of alluding to these um, maybe components of Mm self-sabotage that often stand in people's way. Can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. um Yeah. There's so many, um, you know, catch key phrase out the key phrases out there. Like, you know, you, you see all of these, um, you know, memes and, um, uh, you know, you know, a lot of like these, um, catch titles or, you know, out there, like unlock your, your pr- true potential or, um, you know, become your authentic self. And so it, I feel like it's outworn. (laughs) It's, um, you know, it's real meaning. Um, it's almost become a tired, um, phrase almost. And so when I actually see it, I, I try to avoid saying, um, (laughs) true potential because yeah, I do feel like it, it has, um, become a tired saying, but what what it really means is that we we have sort of become locked inside this box this this small like hamster in a wheel <laughs> then we can't see beyond what's outside of this wheel mm-hmm. and you know when we have clients who come to us who seem to be stuck in patterns of um you know, I do everything that, you know, you know, the program says, or I, I, I follow all of these nutrition guidelines. I've eliminated all these foods. I follow the AIP diet or the keto diet or the whatever diet. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I work out five days a week. I've di- I do all this stuff, but I just can't lose the weight or I can't, I still can't fall asleep or I can't get off the medications or I can't get rid of the anxiety. I've, I've mm. done everything there is to do. Um, when it comes to those things, the potential is like you haven't met your potential. You haven't reached your potential because you're still checking boxes mm. that someone else is giving you. You're still right. following the directions given to you by other people. You're still following someone else's narrative. You're still, you're still following another person's story, another person's guidelines, another person's rules, right? Which is great. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. good to receive information to, you know, to, to learn, to grow. Right. 
But if you're doing it for the sake of being told what to do, then you're a hamster in a wheel. And that's not your potential. You're just following orders. And so um, a lot of people get locked into that. And um, they're just tearing out pages in magazines and, um, you know, printing off pages and, and things from blogs and saying it's not working for me. You know, that is that becomes just information overload and you're just becoming, you know, biased and prejudiced to other people's ideas that are not your own. And so our what we try and coach and teach others is that you have become so overwhelmed by ideas that are not yours that you have forgotten what you actually already know. So we need to teach you how to get back to what you already know mm-hmm. and to trust what you know. Right. So to that's into your own intuition, even though that may not necessarily uh, coincide with the recommendations you receive from, you know, this meal plan or this diet mm-hmm. advice. And there's just right. so much of that out there. Right. Um, and I think that people do have a desire to just be told what to do, so to speak, eat these kinds of foods, work out this often, et cetera. Um, And clearly that is beneficial in a lot of ways to have someone coach you through those. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you're saying that people actually maybe get so consumed in following those other people's instructions that they're missing out on maybe what their own body is trying to tell them. Right. So when you take away the, the boxes and the check, you know, to check and the instructions and the guidelines and the rules and the printouts and the, (laughs) it's scary. It really is scary when you take it all away and say, you need to do this on your own. That's your potential. You need to meet your potential. Mm -hmm. You need to understand what your significance is, what, where your wisdom is, where your knowledge is and, and trust it. Like that becomes extremely scary for people because then they start trying to search for like, you know, a book or a website or the Google or Mm -hmm. the, you know, like it's really hard. You know, I I get clients, well, I read this review on this thing or this this Facebook page. It's, you know, I have to tear them away from that. You have to stop following this. You have to, you know, stop following that Instagram. You have to stop looking at this. Um, Don't listen to what this person said. You don't have their chemistry. You don't have their physiology. Mm. Um, You're not a man or you're not a woman. You're not... Um, you know, 20 years old, you're not 35 years old, you're, you know, they're not you. That's not your DNA. That's not your thumbprint. It's not you. So you need to get to know who you are. Mm. Because those are not your goals, your dream, your thoughts, your life. And you need to get back to understanding who you are, and what you want, what your dream is, because all of that stuff was built and made and created and designed by somebody else who had a whole different life, a whole different body, whole different thoughts, beliefs, and dream. And their physiology and chemistry and everything is all completely different than yours. Mm -hmm. And so let's get back to basics. And that can be very, very scary for some people. Yeah. Well, it brings up this whole issue of, you know, how much do we trust ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times when we are reaching for someone else to tell us 
what to eat or mm. how many calories to consume, how many macronutrient ratios we should follow. It is maddening. You know, there's that element of we just don't trust ourselves enough mm -hmm. to do what maybe our body's telling us or to follow our cravings. So, you know, especially for somebody who's maybe used to following those, you know, another person's meal plans or recommendations or whatever to kind of be challenged to come out of that comfort zone of following mm -hmm. someone else's routine and be forced to trust themselves or even listen to themselves um, can be kind of scary. Yeah, it can be very scary. And we can help, you know, our clients, you know, and we give them guidelines on how to follow those instincts. Like, mm -hmm. here are the cues of whether that is coming from inside of you or if that's your ego, right? Is this a belief system that's telling you I should eat this? Mm -hmm. Or is that really coming from inside of, like, maybe I should eat that and I should not eat that? Am I full or am I really full? Right. Um, am I full or really sh or should I eat some more? And what should I eat of whatever. Am I satiated or do I just not want to eat? Mm -hmm. Am I satiated or am I just saving room for that dessert over there? You know, like <laughs> listening to your body in different ways, like not just listening to your stomach, but using all five senses, right? Mm. You know, using your, your sight, your taste, your touch, your, you know, smell and, and, um, really expanding and opening up your awareness in all five senses. And um, I was talking to you earlier also about how 95% of our conscience is actually unconscious. And so our thoughts, our, our actions, and our behaviors are driven by unconscious motivations, intentions, and thoughts, and just it's just autopilot. Mm -hmm. And so, and this was, you know, Carl Jung brought this on, you know, how our codependence on what we say and do is all driven by the unconscious mind. And so if we don't like what's going on in our, our lives, it's really critically important that we take a good look at what's going on in the unconscious mind. And, and what's going on in the unconscious mind, our subconscious is really like our thoughts, the beliefs, mm -hmm. our values. And so that's why I talk about thoughts, words, and deeds. So it's great if you come to me and you say, I want to lose 15 pounds. Great. What are you willing to do about it? I will work out five days a week and I will eat this and not that. That's, that's words and that's actions. What are you thinking when you're not here? What are you mm. thinking about? Right. And not only what are you thinking, what do you believe about those thoughts? Like, what are the beliefs behind those thoughts? So you have thoughts, but those thoughts come from beliefs. So no thought can, be, can just, like, magically appear. All thoughts come from a belief system. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's two trains of thoughts. There's, you know, I believe that I can lose 15 pounds. And then we have all these thoughts that help drive and motivate us towards that goal. Mm -hmm. But if really subconsciously you don't believe you can do it, then you are, your internal narration is when you leave and you go home, you're thinking, I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. And really, I, I might as well just eat 
a bunch of junk tonight because you're, I'm an all or nothing kind of person, all right? Mm-hmm. I messed up and I ate the rest of my daughter's birthday cake, so I might as well just eat the rest of this crap all weekend and just start over on Monday. So those are the thoughts that create the self-sabotage in, in us and, and the self-sabotage archetype that comes up from what I call the wounded child that creates these karmatic, you know, subconscious patterns mm-hmm. in our lives, these things that we learn as a child. Um, and so these thought patterns that, that sometimes when we're doing something and we're like, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why can't I stop myself from doing this? It, it starts with our belief systems that really just produce these thoughts mm-hmm. that just that create these unconscious like patterns. The same thing can go for a guy who wants to get like who wants to bulk up like, you know, if he says I want to bulk up for my health because I want to just be healthy and, um, you know, energetic and be, you know, have vitality. And, um, you know, because I heard Tim Ferriss talking about it or whatever. Um, Great. You know, let's write a program for that. And you write a great program. But subconsciously, his belief is that he'll never be good enough Mm. for his father until he's strong and manly, right? And that is not in alignment with what he's actually saying. Right. Right? So what he believes and what he's doing seems to be in alignment, but what he's saying is not matching what he is believing and thinking and doing. So he's saying something that doesn't match what he's doing and what, he's, what his internal narrator is you know, plugged in. Mm-hmm. So it's going to create intentions that do not match the words. And the words are going to end up sabotaging him. And so that can also subconsciously create bad karma that could lead to injury. Mm. It could drive him, you know, to aggressively push him harder in the gym, which can cause injury. And that injury could then cause him to feel shame and and anger for not, you know, achieving what he should have achieved. And Mm. he's going to be angry at himself. Um, And he's going to push that anger inward towards himself and be angry at himself and, and just like, why couldn't I do this? Right. We see that a lot. And so um, a lot of times we see, you know, bodybuilders who just, you know, just constantly doing bench presses, bench presses, just constantly angry at their their father. And they're, they're just, they never received the love from their father that they wanted to, to receive. And where is the heart? Is right here and where where are they pushing right here wow. and it, it, it there's there's just so much energy there and mm-hmm. it's there's no coincidence a lot of people would say there's a coincidence but where are they trying to get all of that energy out is right there right, right there at the heart Interesting. and um, there's a lot of jokes that go around about you know 
skipping leg day again. But, you know, because the guys are walking around just all bulked up in their chests with skinny legs, Mm -hmm. you know. But we look at that as, you know, they really missed out on a lot of love from their father. And we we see the pathology behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, we see the pathology when we look at a person's body, you know, when we see the posture and the anatomy and the imbalances of the muscle um, throughout their, you know, the entire structure, head to toe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then from each side of the body, left to right. And every single time through an entire interview process, when we're done, 100% of the time we're right. right. You know, when, I mean, we don't ask them in the beginning, but we, we make our notes and we make our observations and we're always right 100% of the time. So what I'm saying is that... Our beliefs and and what we're programmed, uh, ages zero to six, but, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists have, have researched and studies up to 10 years old as well. Everything we experience, hear, see, and do between those years is, you know, recorded. You know, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, it's recorded. And mm-hmm. that shapes the perception of our our life forever. And so if we don't, as adults, dig into that and investigate that, um, the challenges that will continue to be repeated or are being repeated currently in our lives um, will continue to be. Right. Those are this, the unconscious um, the recordings that are just constantly playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. really those kind of unconscious recordings that are constantly going in the back of our mind with sometimes absolutely no awareness that they're mm-hmm. happening um, are really kind of at the root, it sounds like, of getting through those either self-sabotaging types of actions or thoughts. Um, going back to the, you know, discussion of, you know, bodybuilders that get, you know, are getting really strong in the upper body. A lot of times that's also like kind of accompanied by this restriction over mm-hmm. the pecs. And so from a, you know, yoga aspect, they talk about heart openers, mm-hmm. that you'd be open across the pecs. And so you can really see that in a lot of um you know, people that are getting super bulky, super strong up top, but they're closing in, they're closing in. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that uh, kind of correlation between the physical restriction that's also kind of protective of their heart mm-hmm. is often coinciding with that like emotional piece that they are protecting their heart. And mm-hmm. so that kind of link between the physical yeah. and emotional over and over again, I think is very um, observable, you know, and even for ourselves to kind of check in and ask, you know, well, do I have a lot of, you know, am I doing like what they call forward head posture and the tilting of the shoulders? Well, and what type of emotional things am I maybe trying to protect myself from? I know for myself, almost always you kind of start uncovering things when you ask those types of questions and look for those little links Mm -hmm. between your physical and your emotional. Right, right. And sometimes it's not always protect yourself from it's it's what are you unwilling to receive? Mm. Um, Sometimes it's very scary to receive. Um, But yes, it's um, there's a lot of energy in there and it's got to go somewhere. So that whether it's push ups or bench presses or pull ups and 
um, got to get that energy out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the the tighter that muscle, you know, the more that you hypertrophy the muscle, the sh- the more it shortens. And, and yes, a lot of times you're going to pull inward, mm-hmm. um, and that is closing yourself in. Um, and often, a lot of times when we do Tai Chi with clients, um, uh, you know, one client I had do Tai Chi for the first time, and his right leg just started shaking uncontrollably. And he, he couldn't understand it. And, you know, he looked down, and his wife was doing it with him. And she was just like, oh, wow. You know, they just kept doing it. And it just kept shaking uncontrollably. And he was just so fascinated by this. And I said, just keep going. And um, they just kept doing the circle. And then finally it stopped. And when it stopped, he just broke out in a sweat. And then he cried, like absolutely mm. just started crying. I just got ch- chills again when I, when I started talking about that. And he asked me afterwards like what was that all about and I said you just released an emotional block Mm. and I said you know I'm not going to tell you why don't you tell me what you think that was and he's crying and he's crying he's crying and and then you know he didn't want to say anything right away and he and his wife just embraced and hugged Mm. and then I later got an email from him about his father and you know, the right side is the masculine side. And um, so, you know, without sharing too much personal information, it was very touching. And mm. these things do happen. It happens in yoga. You know, when you do open up the heart or when you do certain poses, you do hear a lot about crying and release mm-hmm. and and or breaking out in a sweat or shaking and, and things like that when you release these emotions. Um, and the same thing when we work with... Um, you know, these belief systems and, and, and going back to like the self-sabotage or the um, if you don't know exactly why you want to do something, you're never going to do it. If you have a goal that you seem to like, you know, start and and start over, over and again, like, mm-hmm. um you know, you have a weight loss goal or a um, a bodybuilding goal or a performance goal or, you know, whatever it is you're trying to reach over and over again. Um, you never can get there. You seem to be injured all the time or you can't get past this injury or you're re-injuring the same thing over and over again. It's frustrating, but those are the things you have to look into because what's going on in the unconscious mind that's creating unconscious behaviors Mm. and patterns. Um, so, you know, we look at not just the physical body because, you know, when people come to us, they think that's that's the tangible thing. That's the qualitative, quantitative thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. we can measure it. We can see it. We can weigh it. You know, we can program it. Like, that's the obvious scientific thing. But there's three other bodies. There's the emotional, mental, and the spiritual body. And without those three having an awareness of how those affect the physical body. The physical body is just the container. Mm. That's just the vehicle, right, that the other three sit in. Like, that's just the thing that we're all sitting in that's driving us where we need to go. And, you know, what precedes that is the emotional. What precedes the emotional is the mental. And preceding the mental is the spiritual. And the spiritual is really what we got to go all the way back to because the spiritual is how we experience everything Mm. and the spiritual is how we entered the world 
like the, the the spiritual body is like how we how we freaking got here in the first place and the mental body is how we figured out how to be here mm-hmm. and be in this place and the emotional body is how we figured out how to be around in this place right. and and like so those all you know were how we proceeded and moved into the physical body. And so if we don't feed and move those bodies and pay attention to how we feed and move those bodies as much as we do the physical body, mm-hmm. it will reflect and show up on, in the physical body. So our physical body will reveal to us on the outside how much we are taking care of the emotional and the mental and the spiritual body. So if you're starving those bodies, it will show in our physical body. If you're overfeeding those bodies, it'll show in, in our physical body. If you're giving those the wrong types of nourishment Mm. or over moving, under moving the wrong ways, if you're, moving the wrong kinds of emotions in the emotional body, it'll show up in the physical body, you know, and, and the mentally, if you're moving too much mental activity and not enough through the emotional and spiritual, it'll show up, yeah. you know, so you'll see it with, you know, the bone structures and, and the skin elasticity. It'll just, it'll just show how drained somebody can be. And, um, you know, your skin will start thinning and, you know, you'll see it in their adrenal fatigue. And, um, I mean, I can just go on and on and on about how over consumption in the mental body will show up in the physical body. I mean, it, it showed up for me in this past year, just because all of my energy was going through the mental body in my work. And I was neglecting the emotional and spiritual and physical. And it, 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 it revealed itself to me in the physical. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a walking demonstration of it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And I guess how, how it manifested in the physical? Absolutely. So, you know, I have a very, very strong mind, like a very strong mind, and it's a great gift to have. And I'm blessed with that gift. But what happens is that I can really run away with that. Like I can lose touch with everything else mm-hmm. and just get completely lost into the, in the intellect. I get very lost in the books and I love research and I love writing and I love creating c- curriculum and teaching. And this past year for me was all about, you know, learning and teaching and, and diving into that. And, and this was just kind of a starting over for me this mm-hmm. year. And, um, I began to see that manifest for me in like my skin would, was thinning out and my cheekbones were starting to come out. You can almost start, start to see them. And if anybody who's watching this on video, you can see how it's they started to draw in. I started to look in the mirror and go like, who is this person? Like the Scandinavian in me started to go, that's there's the Scandinavian. Like you could totally see it. And I started to change. And then I realized, you know, no amount of collagen is going to 
correct this. And so what's happening is I was not allowing an equal balance of nourishment and movement of my body and my emotions and spiritual connection and, mm. and expression to flow through all four, four of my bodies. So four of my bodies, you know, three of them were being neglected. I was just folk. It's like giving one child favoritism. Mm. So I, you know, my mental body or my mental child was just, I was giving it favoritism. And so the other three were starving and it was showing up. So I, I spoke with you earlier about the LHPA axis. That's the limbic um, hypothalam hypothalamic um, pituitary adrenal axis. They're all in the same um, neuronal loop um, of the body as um, in the autonomic system. It's the same one as the immune system, um, which regu regulates uh, inflammatory responses, for instance, um, and as well as, um, you know, your, your nervous system, really. And so if, if your mental, you, you know, brain is constantly switched on, whether it's mental activity or stress, Mm. Um, and you're just constantly thinking and thinking and thinking, but you're not moving your body. So circulation, <laughs> right? You're constantly sitting in a chair and you're writing and you're thinking and you're thinking and you're writing and then kids and, and house mm. and, you know, um, you know, this stuff's going on and bills and you got to pay this and you're running a business and, um, you know, all these things are going on. And it's just constantly all up here in the brain. You're not creating any sort of circulation in the body physically you're not moving your body you're mm. not breathing right um and then emotionally you're not paying attention to how these things are affecting you the things that are coming at you and how they're making you feel because you don't have time right like this is stressing me out but i gotta just shove that down because i don't have time to deal with those emotions right so i'm just going to shove that down well the lhpa access doesn't really just go, oh, okay, we'll forget about that. Nope. They, they save that, right? That, that's still shooting cortisol through your body. But if you're not paying attention to that and you're not moving your body physically and allowing circulation and you're not breathing, but you're also not allowing your immune system and the, you know, the inflammatory responses and the autonomic system, and you're constantly in fight or flight mode, um, you know, you're not giving your body the amount of, uh, you know, ability to regulate mm. itself because you're all, all in your head. Right. So basically, you're all up here with your favorite child and the other three are down here just like one traffic cop with 12 lanes of traffic just fighting mm. over which one goes first and that's that's how it shows up in the body. Wow. Because it, it's just which one's first, mm -hmm. which one's the most important. So the things that are the most important are the ones to your survival, you know, like, um, you know, keeping you alive. Things that are not important to keeping you alive are things like hair. So things that'll start showing up or like your hair will fall out your skin will start thinning mm. stuff like that yeah. and so that's how it will show up if you're not feeding all four bodies equally so you're not expressing yourself creatively but you're expressing yourself 
um, intellectually all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't doing art the way I normally do. I wasn't expressing myself, you know, with my children and being playful. And I wasn't exercising as, as regularly as I used to. And I wasn't taking care of my body like I used to. Mm. And, um, which is funny because I coach this. Right. This is what I coach. <laughs> but I locked myself in an office like a hermit for a year and just got into the books and, and the studies. And that was my thing. And woke up one day and I said, oh, my goodness, I am my own case study. Right. Mm -hmm. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash p-s-y-c-h-e-t-r-u-t-h. Well, and as you're talking about this, I mean, I'm immediately thinking about myself. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in that mental uh, state, always going, always thinking, always thinking of new video ideas and yeah. podcast topics. And, and, you know, it's, it's really constant and it does uh, wear you out in some ways, even more than physical exercises. Absolutely. Yes. So it's interesting. And I know that this is, especially in this day and age, a lot of people are in that state where being, you know, kind of encouraged to take on more things, you know, working more, you have more, um, you know, time that you're just putting in towards, like you said, the bills and the this and the more like <clears throat> financial, legal, whatever things. Um, <clears throat> but to the extent that that becomes the majority of where people's energy are, mm -hmm. and then maybe they go to a yoga class once a week mm -hmm. or a couple times a week. But even still, that's, you know, 30 minutes to an hour out of what, 14, 15 hours mm -hmm. that maybe they've been in that like hypermental state. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of that, people that are spending all of their time in the physical, always working out, always doing this, whatever. And then maybe they're, um, you know, in their own ways, neglecting those other parts. Can you give a recommendation mm -hmm. um, for people how they would start to, uh, I guess, energize the emotional and spiritual bodies? Because I think for probably most of the people listening, it's those um, mental or physical areas that are, you know, kind of taking most of the attention. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then probably those emotional and spiritual sides are largely neglected. Yeah, it really is hard balance. And it isn't all or one or, or all or nothing. There are a lot of people who just feel like it's all or nothing mm. or I don't have time for that. So I can't. Um, and I just do have to point out energy is energy. Like when you are doing so much intellectual work, yes, it can literally make you feel physically tired. Mm -hmm. I had a father growing up who was a traveling salesman. And so he, he, my mom used to just roll her eyes and she used to just <laughs> want to sh like just bang him over the head with a shovel when he'd come home 
from the, you know, traveling because he would be playing golf all weekend and then be at the airport and then he'd come home and just be like, want to sleep for two days. And she'd be like, right. I've been home with the kids, with all four children, cleaning the house, ah, you know, how can you be tired playing golf? Da, da, da. Well, energy equals energy. Like it doesn't matter how you spend it mm. mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. I know that when I go through an airport, like I'm freaking exhausted, mm -hmm. like being around all those people, being on an airplane, you get like, I do want to take a nap. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like whether I'm at an airport and traveling through the air or I'm spend an hour lifting weights, like I'm equally exhausted, whether I am studying and reading research uh, journals for an hour um, or working out for an hour, I'm equally exhausted. So mm -hmm. energy is energy. <laughs> I would also say studying research journals for an hour or eating Thanksgiving dinner is equally exhausting because digestion takes energy. Mm -hmm. So energy is energy. And so those who do have like, you know, intellectually demanding jobs that do take up a lot of time, or those who are just really committed to their performance routines and goals that spend a lot of time with that, but, you know, don't have, don't know how to fit in, you know, putting a balance in uh, to spiritual and creative and mental, emotional movement, mm -hmm. per se, what we do with our programs is we create workouts that move emotions. Mm. We create workouts that move spirit. We create workouts that um, force them to be creative, which is spiritual movement. Um, same with mental, like we make you think in a workout. So if, if you're used to doing a workout that's like, um, you know, four sets, eight reps, up, down, up, de deadlifts, we're going to change it on you. We're going to change every, every workout's going to be different. So mm. that's mental work. Right. We're going to make it different every single time. So you don't expect it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're going to make you start to change it each time. You're going to start designing your own. So that's mental work. You're designing your own workout and you can't do the same thing every time. You have to start to shift and change it and, and do a little bit of different work in between. And then in between sets, we have you do something creative, whether it's do a, you know, write, a, draw a picture, create a symbol, you know, go up on a board or um, if you're not in, in our studio, you could do this at home. In between sets, sometimes you have 30 seconds or a minute in between sets. Um, you could do some breath work or you could draw a symbol that means something to you or the first thing that comes to mind. Or you mm -hmm. could write a first line of a poem. And then the next set, you write the second line. And the next set, you write the third line. And at the end of your workout, you have an, a poem. Right? I love that. I'm going <laughs> to totally try that. I love it's awesome. That. It's so, it's really great. Um, and then, you know, emotion wise, I, I think it's really important that each day, like whether you start your day or you end your day, like I was talking to you at the beginning, um, I don't know if we had started recording or not, but um, at the end of the day, write down things where you feel like, you know, what is something that scared me today? What is something that like, 
maybe caused me to worry or stress or mm-hmm. what surprised me today about myself? What is something I did that surprised me about myself? Uh, what triggered me today? Um, what did I struggle with? Um, where did I catch myself not knowing how to respond or how to react or how to, you know, what to say mm-hmm. and why? You know, little things like that. You don't have to document every single thing, but maybe like the top three that yeah. you want to figure out. And the next morning when you wake up, dive into those things. Don't don't start your day until you really dig into that. That's your unconscious stuff. That's the emotional stuff that you want to expand your awareness on. Mm-hmm. And every single day grow a little bit more like every single day that's your potential like get a little bit more outside of your hamster wheel Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like you're driving and those are your blind spots and so you can continue to have your blind spots and then you're going to continue to have drivers like just steer into your lane or you can expand your peripheral and avoid that Mm -hmm. and not allow these drivers to just constantly go into your lane and cause all these challenges in your life just every single morning expand your peripheral every single morning, right? Just write down what you had last night, what, you know, you maybe your top three or so and really expand on like, where did that come from? You know, why did that bother me when he said that? Hmm. Why couldn't I think of what to say or how to respond to that? Or why, why did I say that in response to that? Right. You know, and without judging yourself or judging the other person, Go, go back to the first time that maybe you believed that you need that expectation from that other person because really anger is having expectations on other people. Mm. Um, and sadness is truly a feeling of not being able to love yourself. So where can I not love myself? Why mm. can I love not love myself? Mm. How can I celebrate myself? And so... Anytime you need to resolve that in yourself, you know, before you you point and judge the other person in a situation, like they didn't call or they canceled again or he didn't, you know, connect with me when I needed him to or he didn't, you know, give me the support and when he knew I was sad or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you're still expecting another person to provide something for you that you still need to provide for yourself. So before you resolve that with the other person, you know, practice giving that to yourself. What affirmations do you need, Mm. right, to hear or, or do to affirm? Like, what do you need to hear or do or receive in order to affirm, like, your beauty, your strength, your intel and your intelligence and your creativity, right? Like, mm. what are those things that you need to do in the day before you start your day that may resolve some of the challenges you had the day before? Like, those are the things you should do at the end of the day and the, before you start your day. Yeah. And those are easy things that, that may, may only take 15 minutes. But in terms of people like that, that just don't know how to um, balance, you know, the the physical activities or the the mental or emotional or um, creative and, and spiritual, we just like to integrate the workouts that way, as I was mm-hmm. talking about before. Right. And so you're actually scheduling time 
for your emotional, your spiritual, mm -hmm. your mental, your physical, yeah. in the same way that you have um, all of this discipline with maybe working all the time. Mm -hmm. And you always have enough time to get your work done. You always mm -hmm. have enough time to get your bills paid and all of those things. So now let's also make time that we set aside and we dedicate towards these other pieces as well, knowing that that time that we spend in the other bodies is only going to help all of the other ones to function better. Right. Um, and I love that idea of, you know, going to bed, asking the questions of, you know, why did I, yeah, why did I get triggered? Why did I get angry? Why did I get so upset? when this person did that or said this, mm -hmm. um, and then revisiting in the morning, those different questions. I also think it'd be interesting to see, you know, how your dreams come in, mm -hmm. you know, as you have kind of maybe gone to bed with these thoughts of, of, of your day and, you know, questioning some of your responses or reactions or, you know, why did I have this emotional response mm -hmm. when this person did this? And then you sleep on it. And then I think our dreams are often there, you know, as a way to kind of, you know, file away a lot of the thoughts about the day, but then also to inform us on those different things. So then maybe you wake up and you had this dream, um, you know, surrounding this fear. Like I'll have sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, a fear of falling or dreams that someone's chasing me. And then in that, you know, compared with the little notes you had taken the night before, I think it would be very, very much, yeah, you very much can start to see, um, and identify those kind of subconscious fears mm -hmm. or emotions. Um, this kind of idea of our self-judgment, mm -hmm. um, you know, seems to come up a lot. And I know that is, you know, something each and every one of us struggle with. And we have different judgments on different things. Mm -hmm. But I think all of us have some kind of judgment somewhere, you know, whether it's me kind of having thoughts like, oh, I'm, I'm clumsy, I'm not very well coordinated. Um, or people, oh, I can never finish anything I start, mm -hmm. you know, is something that I hear a lot. Or um, these kind of decisions that we make about ourselves or judgments that we have on ourselves. Um, it sounds like that's kind of the true enemy mm -hmm. is not some external factor. It's those things that are living within our own subconscious mm -hmm. that keep coming back. Um, you had talked before about, you know, when we have um, an injury or something like that, that even the injury can maybe help to inform us yes. of what's going on. Like we're always injured on one side or we keep breaking the same bone over and over again. Um, you know, I've known people that would, uh, you know, in the face of injury, the immediate reaction they have is, oh, well, I kind of brought it on myself. Or like, oh, I kind of deserved it or something. Yeah. Like, I think that this concept of um, guilt mm -hmm. is so um, is so strong and so unspoken. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that we talk about a lot. But almost anyone, you start talking to them, eventually something will come up that, like, they feel guilty about this. Or they feel, you know, that they deserve a bad thing that's happened to them or something. And yeah. I just wonder how, um, you know, how, how we can, I guess, bring that to the surface, so to speak. Right. So that we can actually start to, um, work through it. Like you said, move through it so that it doesn't keep, you know, coming up over and over again. 
Yeah, I mean, experience, like, so guilt and shame and anger is those emotions are often, when they come up in unhealthy ways, when they manifest in, like, repetitive ways in our health, whether it's through our thyroid, heart conditions, injuries, um, you know, uh, reproductive, um, you know, issues, um, shoulder injuries, liver problems, um, they're coming up because, and research has shown, actually, is because we have a fear of experiencing Mm. these emotions. We have a fear of experiencing anger because there is a stigma around anger that it's not a good emotion. It's a negative emotion. So if you experience anger, um, that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. Like anger is a bad emotion, right? So often we're taught to suppress it and lock it away and deal with it because if you're angry, Often, especially little girls are taught, you know, you don't have a right to be angry. This is just the way it is, and you need to be, you need to deal with it. So then enter shame and guilt, right? Mm. Like, so little girls grow up with a lot of shame and guilt. So that's where we are. Little boys are taught that it's inappropriate to uh, experience anger the way they are. So they either uh, suppress it or they, you know, learn to over express it which is rage Mm. and so either way is unhealthy and so you see a lot of liver problems because anger is held in the liver and cardiovascular issues because the anxiety related to anger anger is um, a stressful Mm -hmm. um, uh, emotion when you express it in an unhealthy way it's stressful again cortisol lhpa access and so you you see a lot of um you know, um, cardiovascular issues, because when, when, when we experience rage, uh, what happens is, you know, the blood vessels restrict and it causes, um, uh, the lipid, you know, the cortisol and the, and the lipid rese- uh, hormones that are secreted, um, cause, um, actually cholesterol to be released um, at more faster rates. So even if you're a thin or not overweight person, you can end up with high cholesterol, high blood pressure. So you see people with a lot of suppressed anger or overexpression of rage with um, cardiovascular issues, heart disease, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. things like that. So with shame, guilt, anger, those are the things where it's, you, you know, we need to learn how to not be afraid to experience mm-hmm. the emotions. The emotions are not, um, are not uh, scary. It, you know, the emotions can actually be very peaceful because they're there to mm-hmm. teach us something. So um, I look at every injury, even though, you know, see, I fell off the horse a week ago. That's not something I could control. It was out of my control. But I still look at the injury as something of a, um, you know, a message because, you know, again, it's my right hand. Why did I go to the right side? Because I was facing this way, but I still fell to the right side. Why is that? Why did I go to the right side? I could have gone to the left. Mm. So what made me go to the right side? And I tend to be a very masculine 
woman. I, I tend to be less in touch with my feminine, more in touch with my masculine. I tend to be more assertive, more aggressive, more controlling, more um, in the head, as we said, more intellectual, mm -hmm. more, you know, analytical. And this I take as the message of slow down, chill out, mm. um, you know, time to take a break, right. time to be more in your body, more in your feminine, more um, in your emotions, right? Like that's the message take away of this injury. And that's what I would tell a client, you know, mm -hmm. I would take a look at their whole history of, of injuries, time to, time to be in your emotions. And so when this happened to me, you know, initially I'm like, of course, my right hand, the right hand, the, the hand I write with, the hand I need, the hand I need to type, I'm teaching next week, I need to finish my slides. All those things happened. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things went through my head. But when I really take a look at that, that I my takeaway message of what is showing up in my body when I'm experiencing any emotion, again, that's movement. The emotion is moving through me. So why would I try and stop the movement, right? Mm -hmm. Just like skipping a workout, I don't want to allow my emotions to skip their workout. Allow that movement. Allow it to move through, through you. And where does it land? Does it land in my stomach? Does it land in my chest? Do I feel it in my, my neck or my muscles? And what does it feel like? And just mm -hmm. sit there. And, and is it make my throat tight? Do my eyes water? Do I feel cold? Do I feel sweaty? And um, what thoughts come up? And, um, and, and the thoughts that come up, like maybe I'm not good enough, or, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this, or, um, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And then asking myself, what do I need to hear in this moment? And what do I need to feel in this moment? Hmm. And if I could have somebody in front of me to affirm me and, and, and make it all right, what would I need to hear? And really, you're just, you're just answering it for yourself. You're just standing in a mirror and telling it to yourself. You're just healing yourself. Like, mm -hmm. so you're just, you're your own healer. You're your savior. You're just telling yourself. You're right. going to be okay, Sarah. You're, you're, you're strong. You've, you've gone this far, and this is going to pass, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've, you've got everything you need, and you've, you've got a home, and you've got people who love you, and you're supported, and, you know, you're a remarkable person, and you're an intelligent person, and you're an inspiring person. And, you know, all those things, whatever they are, mm -hmm. And you can literally feel everything in your body change. Yeah. Once again, that's the LHPA axis. Right. Those are the, the, the neurons going through that whole, you know, your autonomic system is just feeling everything. Like all of those chemicals are receiving those messages and changing mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. in your body. Like physiologically, you are, you are changing how your body's re regulating and, and responding to the injury mm -hmm. right there. And you're, I'm, you know, changing how I'm going to heal from this injury. I'm changing right. how quickly I'll respond to this. I'm changing um, how quickly my bones and ligaments and soft tissues and everything is 
going to change. Or I could, you know, decide, well, I really want to milk this injury. I really like having Alex kind of wait on me hand and foot. <laughs> so I'm just going to feed negative thoughts into this and just sit back, you know, like whatever I want to do. Like, because literally your thoughts will, will decide the mm-hmm. outcome. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. I also, as you were, you know, talking about the thoughts associated with the injury, you know, that it's okay for you to slow down. Yeah, absolutely. And your class that you're teaching, even though you don't have your right hand and maybe you didn't have your slides made or everything you want, that is still going to be an amazing class and you're going to give them everything that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, I think giving ourselves permission to slow down is increasingly important in this day yeah. and age where all of the pressures are for us to move faster, get more done, get less sleep. You know what I mean? What? You have a little bit of spare time? Come do this thing too. Yes. Come help this person do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get this really clear image in my head a lot of like, I'm just like spreading myself thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And what eventually happens? Eventually you're just spreading nothing. You're mm-hmm. just breaking the bread because you're spreading a knife with nothing left on it. Literally the um, metaphor of of being all in your head and not leaving room for anything else. Mm-hmm. Like you're spreading yourself thinner and thinner and thinner. That's what happens. Like yeah. all your soft tissue, your skin, your nails, your hair it just becomes mm-hmm. thinner and thinner and thinner. Interesting. Metaphorically, you are spreading yourself thin. Yeah. And I think for so many people, it's, um, you know, it, it comes back to that idea of, you know, the subconscious is actually making 95% of our decisions. Mm-hmm. Keep thinking about that. Scary. You know, so that when something does happen, like an injury or or just, you know, we're not able to meet the goals that we thought we wanted. Why can't I push myself to get this last rep? Why can't I, you know, why is my mile not faster? I should be faster by now. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many of these um you know, kind of, uh, we want to push ourselves, but finding that perfect balance between pushing yourself and not pushing yourself too hard, you know, like how do we, um, be more accepting of Mm -hmm. where we're at? Um, and something you'd said earlier, you know, celebrating ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, when do we take a step back and stop fo- focusing on all of the things that are, you know, maybe seen as obstacles, um, you know, and and shift our perspective to just be really grateful for everything mm-hmm. because we get so fixated on, oh, well, of course, all of these things would happen today. Of course, all of these meetings happen on the same day. Like you said about your hand, of course, it'd be my right hand that I enter, that I need the hand that I need the most, you know, but where do we kind of shift the perspective upside down um, and be grateful? Mm -hmm. You know what? Actually, 
this is maybe a sign that I need to slow down a little bit. I'm going to be gift. thankful. Yeah, I'm going to be thankful for this time where, um, you know, I've I've had this message come in uh, to tell me that I'm like pushing too hard. I'm going too fast. I need to just slow down a little bit um, and know that in a couple of weeks you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe one week, two week. I don't know. Um, you know that we just start seeing things for. You know, I guess it's like that. Uh, you know, find the silver lining, so yes, to speak. always look for the gift. Um, but so often we get really fixated on the cloud. You mm-hmm. know, we are fixated on the darkness and all the, the bad illusion. things that happen. Um, yeah, and all of the, you know, perceived obstacles that we're up against. Um, and I think that comes back to kind of the little, uh, like, journaling exercise you mentioned earlier that we kind of ask ourselves why we're feeling these emotions or why we're responding this way and um, really uh, using those clues, so to speak, to push us further Mm -hmm. rather than always seeing those things as the excuses of why we can't do enough. Oh, well, I just can never finish anything I start. Oh, I just, you know, what X, Y, Z excuse. Um, That is your potential. Yeah. All of those things are your potential. They're opportunities, mm-hmm. and that is that is your potential. Those are um, – and I used to be – I mean, as of, you know, just recently, years ago, um, there's five years ago, I really was, like, negative Nelly and felt like anytime something bad happened, it was like – I was just, like, you know – very victim mode, very like, this is just my life. I'm just always going to be like that girl, that woman that these things happen to. And I'm always going to be the example of that woman that, that, that crap just always happens to, right? Like the martyr, the victim. I was very much in that mode. Mm. Um, until I began to see, like, how, like, that is bringing it on. Like, that's actually the cycle of it. That's where I was beginning to, you know, read Carl Jung and study uh, really the psychology of all of that and how it actually is connected mm. um, to, uh, you know, our nervous systems and how our, um, you know, neurologically how the the chemistry and our hormones and everything send those signals to our bodies um and with i have two autoimmune disorders so i really took this seriously and i have a daughter with an autoimmune disorder so i was just like i can't i can't allow this to this thinking to continue so i really dove into it and began to see how these challenges are are not just they're not challenges. This is each time something happens that knocks us down, that's that's the potential to become better. That's the mm-hmm. potential to see how great you are. Mm-hmm. That's the potential to see how much more magnificent magnificence you are, like how how much more left you haven't even seen of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um You may have won awards or gotten degrees or uh, received promotions or, um, you know, raises in your jobs or done marathons. You know, you may have, you know, achieved great feats in in your life. Um, 
But there's so many things that you have no idea <laughs> that you're even aware that you could do. Mm-hmm. And and they're just outside the peripheral right. of your your imagination that you even want to do, mm-hmm. right? Or even could do. And they could just be things like even within your relationship. Like maybe I don't want to forgive. Maybe I don't want to allow. Maybe I don't want um you know to create room for this type of um you know, dynamic in my relationship, or maybe I don't want to see the other side because Mm -hmm. I want to stick to this belief because this is safe for me in my hamster wheel. But you have no idea what if you opened your peripheral, right? And and you saw beyond and and you saw that other person's life and Mm -hmm. you saw the way they were raised, you saw the way they had to survive and the way they grew up and then they saw the way they saw you and whoa, like life upside down. Mm -hmm. And now you can't unsee it. And you're just like that. Those are the moments where you're like, you just can't go back from that. And Mm now, now you become almost addicted to growing your peripheral because um, once you kind of start to, to grow and expand your awareness and and change your perspective and and learn that like a lot of your narratives and a lot of your beliefs that literally steer your car for you and steer your thinking steer your like your intentions and your wants and desires Mm -hmm. and your reactions and your triggers and how those start to change and shift and how your life actually starts to go in a direction that you've wanted it to all along, mm-hmm. you become really addicted to wanting to um, change and grow and, like, learn about yourself and mm-hmm. learn, like, who you really are because a lot of this stuff was just programmed. And all these ideas are, like, other people's ideas. They mm-hmm. Not just your parents' ideas. Um, they could be your, like babysitters, grandparents, your families, you know, from school. Um, I grew up in the 80s. And um, just a little side topic, because it's funny, because part of some of the unlearning that I was doing through some of this process was I was looking at old cartoons I used to watch. And like um, He-Man and um, Gem and the Holograms. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Oh, I used to watch Full House. And um, my parents used to watch uh, Love Boat in Dallas. I never watched it, but I used to, like, make a little mat on the on the floor in the living room and fall asleep. So it's like it would subconsciously just get recorded in my brain. Right. And um, those shows are just littered with, like, just, like, sexual... Um, undertones of like rape culture and jealousy and like female competitiveness Mm. and um, chauvinism and um, shame and body image issues and it just like oh and rainbow bright Mm -hmm. and care bears all like totally like you would see seemingly innocent stuff Mm -hmm. but very shaming actually if you 
as an adult watch those things. So these are things that are like programmed in you, right? And right. like Disney princess stuff. So on top of like a conservative Lutheran home, these are the things you, you like want to like look into and mm-hmm. go like this is the narrative. Like this is the unconscious 95% of my thoughts mm-hmm. and beliefs. And these are the things that like drive my need for my partner to affirm me in this way. Mm. And if he doesn't react the way I need him to react, this is why I believe X, Y, Z. And it, and when I believe X, Y, Z, I feel this way. And then my day is ruined Mm -hmm. and it's a cold day in hell. And like, and then it's like that it's just, it's a whole like day wasted Mm -hmm. because of somebody else's ideas. Yeah that are not mine and I don't want, but I still can't control mm-hmm. unless I dig into it and, and, and get rid of it. Right. Like the first step is seeing that it exists there in the first place. And I think that is, you know, in a, in a large way, like the really challenging part, mm-hmm. like it's hard to see it even if you want to, because mm-hmm. it's in your subconscious. And it's hard to see because a lot of times it's not super pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this kind of internal, uh, maybe like our ego is partly preventing us from really being able to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if we were to kind of look or were to kind of get an inkling of it, there's still that like inner resistance to actually accepting it. Um, but definitely as you... Uh, you know, start to, I guess, break down and look at those little, those little pieces of your past mm-hmm. that you, like you said, shows that you grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tempted to now kind of go back to some of those shows because a lot of the ones you mentioned, you know, Care Bears, um, uh, that was, you know, those, those were the things that were a constant in my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'd be interesting now to go back and as adult and look at those things. And then you're right. The things that we were watching as kids, you know, we don't have the awareness of all of those pieces. Yeah. But as you go back as an adult and look at them, suddenly it becomes crystal clear. Oh, you know, yeah. this little thing or oh, this little reaction. Um, and I think the journaling at night and in the morning would be like another piece where you start seeing those things yeah. kind of just bubble up to the surface. And then you have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to um, continue looking at them and mm-hmm. ask about them um, and just shed more light on them or whether you want to try and like bury it back underneath the rug or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely just that piece of, you know, wanting to look, wanting to see, and then accepting those different emotions or feelings or especially those ones that were um, told that are bad, you know, mm-hmm. the anger or resentment or whatever. Um, just being, um, I guess, just giving ourselves the permission to feel those different things and remembering that hey, everyone feels these things. Yeah. And even though our culture kind of imposes this idea that like some emotions are good and some emotions are bad, like they're all just emotions. Yeah. And in and of themselves, none of them are bad. It's what we choose 
to act or how we choose to act upon those emotions mm -hmm. that's going to either be a good thing or a bad thing, a harmful thing or a good thing. Right. Um, so, you know, I just... I just wonder, you know, for myself, what are those different kind of subconscious elements? Yeah. Do you have, you know, other ideas or recommendations of how people can maybe start to, to bring that subconscious up to the surface? Well, there's a few practices you can do. You know, I would say, you know, starting with, like, girls are taught self-love is not okay. Uh, like, there's shame around self-love for women. That's why women today is very hard to practice self-love and even for clients it, it can take a long time for them to under I know for me too personally as a journey it was a long time and I'm still learning and uncovering layers of mm. it to practice what self-love is what true what it truly means to celebrate yourself like layers and layers of it and and boys like how how it what it really looks like to experience anger. Mm. Um, so those are just the common ones. I'm not saying like women don't have problems with anger. I know I did. Um, and that men don't have issues with self-love because they do. Um, but those, it's common for women and men, right. uh, you know, for those. But um, ways to um, identify, for instance, is... Um, I have a, a practice that I use with clients is that um, very simply I'll say, you know, um, we go through your core values, you know, so you write down what, what are your core values? Like, let's just name a couple of them. Um, and so in, let's say um, honesty is one of them. So in order for you to feel um, that honesty, your core value of honesty is being met, like say in a relationship, um, you need what? And so then you kind of write out little statements about that. Okay, so um, if those needs are not met, then you feel what? I feel blank. Mm. Um, and then what is your belief? Like if I, I feel blank, then I believe blank. So you've got I need, and I um, or the I need. If the need is unmet, I believe or I I feel. When I feel blank, I believe blank. Mm. And then when you get down to the I believe, then um, oh, then I think right. So I believe, then I think, what? So, so then I believe he doesn't love me. Um, when I believe he doesn't love me, I think he's going to leave me. He's going to abandon me. He's cheating on me. He's, um, I think I'm not good enough. I think, hmm. you know, all those things. Then all those come out, right? Well, when you look at those statements, the I thinks that come after the I believe, when you look at those, if you can, if you look at any of those statements and you consciously ask yourself, are any of those true? Mm. If you can consciously say consciously any of those are true, then maybe those could be potentially like a, a, a true statement. You could stick it over in, in one of these other boxes. 
if you cannot say any of those are true, boom, those are unconscious, mm. subconscious uh, statements. And the belief that came above it prior to those is a subconscious belief that doesn't belong to you. Mm. That was programmed, right? Right. And that's the belief that we got to work on. Interesting. So the belief above, I'm not good enough, he's going to abandon me, he's going to leave me or whatever, you know, that's whatever that core belief is. That's, that's, the, that's where the, the coaching work is going mm -hmm. to be done. Right. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts for this discussion? It's hefty. It's a lot of work. I actually just <laughs> did a, um, a, a, a whole entire course um, or lesson on um, healing childhood imprints, um, healing childhood um, conditioning. Um, and, and it's really difficult to condense, you know, actually what, eight hours of coaching into an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I've, I've had a, a, a few clients you know, contact me from it. And, and what we've really the biggest takeaways from that lesson that I taught from that program specifically that, um, that these people had from that feedback of that really is that the four bodies was the biggest, like, aha is when I'm not equally filling, you know, mm. moving and nourishing all four bodies, then there's going to be an, an imbalance, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm putting everything into diet and exercise, but not anything into rest or things that bring me joy, then I'm going to be tired and unhappy, right? Mm -hmm. So you may be moving all the time and, you know, dieting all the time, but you'll be miserable and tired, Right. Like those were two big takeaways that I had from my students in this lesson. But the other one was that truly, like, if you don't like what's happening in your life and if you keep repeating or seeing and observing the same patterns or challenges in your life, then you have something in the unconscious subconscious that is showing up and it's almost like frying pan that's like just constantly hitting you over the head mm -hmm. like come on dummy I'm trying to get your attention and if you're if you're not listening then I'm just going to keep knocking you in the head right and and you brought up your you know dreams and that's a really good key point too because that's your subconscious mm -hmm. and so um, I have a teacher that tells me all the time like God is dreaming and so if you don't understand how to work with the unconscious while you're awake, then pay attention while you're sleeping because that's mm. another frying pan that's like, well, if you're not listening while you're awake, then, okay, dummy, here, I, I'll tell you, I'll give you the answers while you're sleeping, you know, like, ding, I, I'm going to hit you on the head while you're asleep. So those, those are really good ways to, you know, if you can log your dreams or at least write down little, you know, summaries of your dreams when you mm -hmm. wake up, the, big, huge clues of what your unconscious um, needs and, and what needs to be addressed and, and worked on. Right. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier, too. Like, um, if we are, you know, kind of <clears throat> neglecting one of those bodies, 
then we'll maybe see it manifest in um, like overindulgence in one of the other ones. Mm -hmm. So overeating is maybe like one of the most common complaints that I hear about. You know, why can't I stop eating? Why do I feel hungry all the time? Why do I never feel satisfied? Um, you know, so when you were talking about, well, if we're starving our emotional body, mm -hmm. then maybe we're trying to make up for that with eating. So, you know, just seeing those different clues, you know, or, yeah. or even an addiction to exercise. I mean, I've worked with people that it ends up kind of seeing that, you know, the, the exercise and the working out and the pushing themselves and almost even harming themselves by pushing so hard is... Uh, like the coping mechanism because one of those other areas is not being um, addressed or is just being ignored. Or trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. you think about, you know, comfort food, mm -hmm. you know, like what a, what a uh, simple um, explanation, so to speak, of how foods serve to comfort us and try to fill those emotional needs. Yeah. Um, you know, through those foods that we associate with comfort or Absolutely. we associate with being loved or being with our family or something like that. Yeah, we, I, I, I've always traced those back with clients. You know, you know, I always use the example when my mom would take me to the doctor to get like a vaccination when I was little, she, always, she felt guilt for mm. me getting a shot. And she felt so terrible that, you know, that I would get a shot and feel pain and cry. So afterwards she would take me to Wendy's to get a Frosty. Mm-hmm. So I associated that anytime I felt pain or was sick and had to go to the doctor, I would get ice cream. Mm -hmm. So like treats and sweets and like anything sweet right? with being sick. So still even to this day, like I've corrected it, but I still feel like anytime I like feel sickness coming on, like I get a sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. It still comes up like there's still that like Pavlov right. dog, like it just still comes up. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's funny, like those are the conditioning patterns that that we we recognize and then we have to overcorrect like neurologically, literally. Right. Um, but yeah, equally balancing, feeding, nourishing and moving through each body. Um, and when we are so focused on the mental intellect body, um, often we get so stuck in it that we feel like, oh, we don't have time. We don't have time to move the physical body. But actually, if we pulled away from it and mm -hmm. moved the physical body, we would see how actually relieved right. we are right. to move like our physical body because we just we pull out of our brains for a bit mm -hmm. and notice how it actually creates more acuity and sharpness of the brain mm -hmm. because if we never get out of the, the head, we're going to drain it of all its energy and all of its sharpness. So like giving it a break mm -hmm. and giving it some time to move and, and, and flow the energy through. So um, it is really important to equalize the energy and balance the energy and how much we move it through each of the bodies. Um, those three. And then also, yes, um, keeping in alignment what you think and what you say and what you do because intention is so important if what you say and what you do does not equal your intentions and your thoughts the outcome is not going to be what you want because you you may want something but if your thoughts and your beliefs 
are not matching it, then right there is, is evidence that you've got a blind spot, that you've got unconscious work to, to, to investigate. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a quicker, fast way other than the exercise that I gave you, the I need, I want, I desire, I believe, you know, I think, you know, like that's, that's more of a reprogramming mm -hmm. exercise I take clients through, but a way to identify really is um, I, I want, I say I do, well, what do you think? And what mm -hmm. are your intentions behind that? And if they do not match, then your outcome is, is going to suck. It's not going to be what you want. Right. So, so just having that clear path almost mm -hmm. and just absolutely. Um, I think being really honest with ourselves and then also using those communications that our body and our life and the things that happen to us give us. Um, you talked before about like the victim mentality and whether we see uh, like all these external forces coming in on us yeah. or that we actually do have a certain amount of responsibility and control over certain things. Right. Um, so that we... Um, feel more empowered rather than feeling helpless because mm -hmm. that I think is the biggest detriment whether someone is you know having the the fitness or weight loss goals or something like that or really any of these different goals or intentions someone might have um, <clears throat> just always staying really clear with ourselves and open-minded that we can see the results of our actions before us mm -hmm. um, and kind of coming back to what we talked about at the very beginning, where we oftentimes want to be told what to do. We'd like to take the responsibility off of ourselves. But right. does that really help us, you know, to get closer to our goals? Or are we just putting more obstacles in our own way? Right, because we end up doing things we don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. We end up eating things we don't like. We end up doing activities we don't enjoy that we, we dredge as we tie our shoes, you know, mm -hmm. getting up at times we don't want to get up. And, you know, it's, it's like saying, you know, hey, can you help me? Sure. And then be like, I really, like, don't feel like it. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's signing up for a class because you think it burns the most calories, but you really freaking hate it the whole time. You really hate it. It's, it's like, you know, going, uh, signing up for a half marathon because you know running burns a lot of calories, but you really hate running. Mm -hmm. That That is a, a clear example of how thoughts, words, deeds are very misaligned and how the outcome is going to be adrenal fatigue, weight gain, mm -hmm. and injury. Wow. That's a very clear example, and mm -hmm. the evidence will show you. Uh, go Go to a half marathon. You'll see it. Mm -hmm. You'll see lots of evidence of it. Right. And how many of us have done something like that and do things like that every day? Raise his hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sarah, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with us today. Absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to having you back on the program. Yep. Thank you very much. Definitely. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the Wellness Plus podcast today. If you'd like to see the full one hour or probably over one hour video version of this interview, along with hundreds of other health and wellness videos, you can join us over at wellnessplus.tv. And to learn more about Sarah, you can visit her at primalfusionhealth.com. Thank you so much, and I hope you'll come back and join us again soon. The Wellness Plus Podcast, copyright 2018. 
Target Public Media, LLC, all rights reserved.